everybody. This is Pastor Nick. Welcome to The Breakdown. Joining us as always across the table, the one, the only, the good looking, the handsome, the smart, tech director, creative pastor, just my best friend one and a for half the next things two hours at least. <laughs> Jerron Humiston, give it up for him, everybody. How many? Where's the last? They're track? applauding right now. Uh, yeah, that's you know the, they are. You know they are. If you're not watching on YouTube, you need to go back. Somebody's especially. just mowing their grass, just clapping. Oh, I can they... tell you who that is. It's <laughs> exactly. not mowing grass. It's dead. Oh, they're trying yeah, to pick up dead. leaves. Oh. I, oh, we had a leaf blower. Did you? One of the backpack ones. Oh, let's go. It, it that is just not... means more work for you, though. Why? Why? You can blow leaves around? Better than a rake. Oh, tell me you did not rake your app. Why do you think we have a leaf blower now, guy? Okay. We um, have a big backyard. You have a massive And I think backyard. every tree that God has ever created is around our fence line. That's true. I probably four true. piles of leaves, four foot high. Ma I mean, almost I could I could probably fill this room with of leaves. Oh, I don't doubt it. With my back, just the backyard. Yeah. And it's like, where do you put those? I'm like the neighbor's yard. Some no. people put them in the lake. <laughs> Do they put them in the oh, lake? Yeah, super frowned upon. Oh, so the front yard, I can push them all to the ditch and like the city comes by and like vacuums them up. But that's still a lot too. Cause like, again, every tree that God ever created. We have some people in our, uh, in our neighborhood yeah. that will clean up their backyard too. They blow them into piles and then rake them or blow them onto a tarp and they take them up to the front and dump them. Ooh. Cause there's not a limit. You just have to do the work. I don't even know if we could get... I mean, you would you would walk by and be like, "Why'd they build a wall around their house?" Be like, "Oh, that's leaves." Okay, that's, yeah, that's true. You do have a, you have a, yeah. yeah. I couldn't do that. Oh, this is crazy. Hey, welcome to the breakdown. As we talk so about today leaves, we're, we're breaking down fall weather oh. here in the Ozarks. What's your favorite season? Fall. Is it really fall? For sure. You are a white girl. For sure. Give them Starbucks. Fall. I love. I like fall and spring because I like cooler weather. Yeah, I like I layers and cooler weather. I hate summer. I don't like this sweat. I don't. I don't like shorts and short sleeves. I just not your not your jam. Not my jam. And then winter's too cold. I hate winter. I hate winter in Missouri. Yeah. Because if it's gonna be that cold, there needs to be snow on the ground. I hate snow. I want to be able to enjoy it. It is not godly. It's pure and white. Nope. It covers up the dirtiness. Nope. I could make a really good argument. All right. And I can use the Bible. That's the difference here. So in the Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. Adam and Eve were what? Naked. Mm -hmm. In the dead of winter here in Missouri, you can't walk outside naked. We are against God's created plan for mm -hmm. us to live where snow exists. You're taking a... That's cool. That's, but like we talked last week in the breakdown, if you, if you take said. that liberty, nope, it's what you Jesus can said. add a lot more to scripture. That's all the Sermon on the Mount is actually about, is how cold weather is ungodly. <laughs> <laughs> he loves when I do this. And you, you're probably thinking like, oh, they're just goofing around on the breakdown. This, this is, is the daily for this Duran. is the garbage I have to put up with. <laughs> Straight up trash that you I have to deal this. with. You love this. You love this. This I, is one of the things about your 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 ministry life and occupation that are I like I don't get paid enough. There's not <laughs> enough time in the day. Think about that. You can't even put at an amount of money on the joy that Duran has. I can tell you an amount there. that it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh, crack of me up. Oh, man. Well, that Welcome. was a good... Uh, he he said, we so we record a little bit just to get the levels. Yep. And he said right before, he goes, you intro it. They all expect probably me. probably throw everybody off. Like, <laughs> They're like, this isn't the real breakdown. The cars counter, are crashing everywhere, you know. Oh, I love it. So, I love it. Uh, if you're new to the breakdown, which... Um, 
first off, welcome. This like, like that's the best intro. If you're new to the breakdown and you're wondering, hey, wonder what this like that that's it right there. This is a snapshot of every episode of the breakdown. <laughs> a snapshot so, of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> if you like it, keep listening. If you don't, keep listening because you need Jesus. That's what's funny about it. It's like you know, you think of uh, any of the, it's like, hey, here's the concepts. This is who we are. It's like. What do you guys do? Uh, we're just us, and we talk about life and faith. Yeah, and there it is. So That's you're, what it is. You're just getting a just a good intro to the craziness it's of who we are. Like if you showed up to the office, this is the, this is what it would be. It's not like we have to perform or act. Like the camera comes on and just happens to capture. I think the only thing is, imagine if we could go like mobile, and we had we like can. a cameraman just like follow us, and we would just have like mics about our everyday. Because like that would be my we have friend. these conversations at the coffee pot. We have these conversations passing each other, mm-hmm. you know, it just says we're working every day. Like it's yelling just, through the walls of the bathroom. <laughs> we yell at each other like the studio and then my office has the community office between They're it. They're on complete opposite ends of the building. And we just yell at and each the other. Staff love it. Sometimes you can't even we can't even see each other because where my desk is at. Yep. And so I just holler out the door <laughs> or there'll be text messages go back and forth. So you hear your computer ding and then my computer dings and then your computer. Everybody knows. It's like, a mess. Oh, they're in a, they're in a heated debate. Oh yeah. So I love this. So yeah, if, if you are new, this is, this is exactly as, as it is. If, if you're not new and you've listened for any amount of time, you're like, yep, that's, yep. I, that's, that's what we've come to expect. So right uh, each and every week, uh, Pastor Nick and I sit down and we do just that. We break down uh, the previous Sunday's sermon as we navigate life and faith and what the Lord's teaching us and where he's pushing us and where we're learning, where we're growing and anything we say to, we talk about the sermon from Sundays, but that's just kind of our diving board. The, the, yeah, that's the catalyst that gets us started yeah. into the rabbit trails. And it's been good else. that, you know, we get questions now. Like you've done a great job of like setting up a, an avenue for that, mm-hmm. that people have questions. Like even um, London, your wife, mm-hmm. had a like a discipleship meal with one of her team members. And they were talking about, you know, the sermon, the sermon. and the breakdown. And like, oh, hey, do you, you know, what about this or that? So it's always kind of fun. So we just try to provide that on a on a platform. Yeah, you know. So we we actually we haven't done questions the last couple of weeks. Thank the Lord, because we haven't had any. Oh, okay. Not because <laughs> I just was like, you know what? Those are dumb questions. Keep it up, We're guys. Doing You're doing them. a yeah. great job keeping me out of the weeds of having to answer these we questions. We got two really good questions this week. <sighs> so if if you're new to Calvary and the culture or, or you're not familiar with, with being here on campus this, or even online watching Nick. Yeah. Um, yeah. How would you describe it? Uh, I'm ready for this. What am I describing? I don't know. What, where were you going? I, okay. was, I was just saying I'm excited to hear uh, your, your take. Th- there is a there is a, a branding that has happened since you came to Calvary <laughs> related to something. I'm like a good cattle, baby, oh my just gosh. branded up. Like I said, this is exactly <laughs> what I have to deal with every day. He can sound so smart and yet act like a fourth grader so quickly. <laughs> fourth grade? That's I'm maturing. It was third <laughs> yeah. grade last year. Ashley's going to listen to this later and be like, really? You gave him really? fourth grade? Fourth grade? I was thinking like kindergarten, first grader. It is fourth grade because I can write in cursive. Okay, overachiever, calm down over there. Goodness gracious. I you f- not know oh. how to write in cursive? I know how to write. I went to a oh. private school. I know how to write in cursive. Oh, ooh, I had to graduate. Private school. Okay, guy. Anyways. Anyways, where are we going with this? Private school. Oh. If you're new to the breakdown. The, the culture that set. What's branded. Yeah, so there's a, a culture and a branding that's happened uh, when, when you come out on a Sunday morning and there is a TV on the stage. Chiefs game. Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of... 
Okay, we're not going to dive into that. We're not going to go there. If if there is a TV on the stage, there is a uh, there is a there is a split that happens in our church, both on campus and online. Like the Red Sea, clear. And you can walk through on dry ground. I am telling you. And on one side are those that. And what do we call it? So you see the TV, everybody's like, ooh, oh, Nick's, Nick's gonna, geeking out. Nick's going to geek out. Yep. And so the, on one side of, of that divide are the people that, that, like, they've got, they go out to their car and get a second Bible. Oh, yeah. A, 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 another notepad. They take up more seats because they're spread out like this is a college level yep. Bible class. Yep. They're ready to go. Yep. Test. Test on Friday. On the Sorry. other hand. Papers due Thursday. There is the collective murmur. Murmur? Of. Murmuring. Of people okay. going. Okay. Oh boy, he's geeking out today. Yeah. Because that basically means that we are going to drink from a fire hydrant for 45-ish minutes, give or take. And then you're going to end service and send everybody home to try to process what has just come out of your mouth as a word from the Lord. <laughs> For us specifically, and I am not, I am I'm not, dying. I am not by any means. All right, so, um, so here's a poll for our listening audience. Mm-hmm. What side of the of the split is Jerron, if you couldn't tell by that description? <laughs> I, I, I know where I would is, is, is this Jerron? Um, yeah, just Jerron, not, not, not an employee here, not worried about getting. Oh, I, I'd probably surprise you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. See, I take it as the, no, not again, not again, guy. No, the ADD in me. Oh, okay. That's the visual learner yep. in me loves like that. that. Okay. Um, there was somebody else that said that. Like, they were like, you talk so fast that when you have the slides, that really, really helps. Yep. Because for me, like, I get lost in a, a thought. So yeah. you'll say something and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I've heard that or I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. And then it's like time stops for me and I just start marinating on that. And you can see this visually happening to Jerron. <laughs> like, he's out there and you're like. Nick he, knows what it looks like. He goes cross-eyed, then he's looking up at the sky. Kind of look up to the left or right. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, oh, there he goes. You know, and then he'll snap back in and be like, oh, welcome back, Jerome. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> no, it's um, good. But it's nice because when you talk about stuff, I can yeah. look like on Sunday, you, you had slides. And so looking on the screen, be like, okay, now I'm visually understanding what I'm hearing. Now, what's crazy is this, like, because you came, you kind of came into that culture. And it, it was, it was, it was started yeah you know it wasn't uh it wasn't as ingrained it wasn't as ingrained as it is like people are like oh the tvs are out the first couple times i've done it the first couple times i've done that mm-hmm. like here at calvary geeking out screen like let's get deep afterwards i had it wasn't like directly after service this was like at some other event somebody came up and we were just talking you know because i'm still new at calvary and i already had a couple geek outs under my belt and they said do you ever think that you go too deep on a sunday morning can I answer that one? Have I ever told you this story? I don't think you have. Okay. Maybe yeah. How have. would you answer it? What do you think? Do I go too deep on a Sunday morning? A hundred percent. Yes. Okay, good. I appreciate that. So <laughs> this person obviously would say, do you ever think you go too deep on a Sunday? Um, I didn't respond. Somebody else did. Oh. My okay. wonderful wife. Ah, uh, that, okay. You ready for this? This is so great. Maybe you have said this. This, this starting is starting to sound This is one funny. of the reasons that I love my wife. She said, well, this is how Nick taught for student ministries and I don't think you should have to dumb it down for adults. <laughs> Let's go, Ashley. Dang. Let's so go. no matter what I've ever said, now she said it lovingly and just like, 
truthfully but lovingly yeah. and somewhat jokingly like it and and I tried to preface it even Sunday morning with like there's so many times and I get so frustrated when you hear people that are against Christianity saying oh we're so narrow-minded we're so small-minded like that we're a bunch of dumb people that don't really care about truth mm-hmm. and evidence and you know, logic and reason and it's like whatever they're the the whatever of christianity that they're bashing that's not i feel like biblical christianity mm-hmm. you know and so so i talked about sunday like it's kind of like when you throw a rock out into a really deep pool like you hear that doosh, it's like ooh, that's that's, that's deep yeah you know because we're yeah we're all immature guys yeah. like we all want to do that right and but i i want that i don't want people to be walking along they see this this you know i don't want it, them to see christianity you know shallow like a walmart puddle mm-hmm. like i want them to see it and be like is it and they test it and it's like oh i wonder what else is out in there mm-hmm. you know because like so we went on the cruise and that mm-hmm. was one of my uh what do they call that you know when you have those thoughts that like you know you're not going to act on subconscious uh, subliminal yeah it's like that there's another word for it it's like it's kind of a popular term nowadays my son was using it like we were on the top deck and he's like my whatever thoughts make me just want to jump off into the water good thing i'm not and uh crazy my yeah, crazy, thought? crazy thoughts <laughs> like when, when like you'll have that small thought in the back of your head of just like okay i'm on the top deck of a cruise ship what what would happen if i just jumped off right now like I've, 14 I've, stories tall. You're yeah. probably not going to survive. You're probably not, but that's the intrusive, uh, whatever. Anyway, like I, I want people to be able to see Christianity and see the depth of it. So like when we were on the cruise and one of the thoughts I had is I'm just looking out in the water is just understanding like how deep that is. And we were only in the Gulf. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't rolling the Pacific or the Atlantic, but we're just in the Gulf and thinking like, how deep is that? And like, what is under there? Like there's so much. I can see so much water, mm-hmm. but I can't. See, I'm. I can't see what's under there and what's in there. And what's crazy is scientifically, we know more about outer space than we do know that, about what's. That's crazy. Yes, I love that quote. And so I. And honestly, I believe our faith in Jesus, uh, the Christian faith, studying the Word of God. I believe it's the same way. Mm. There's so much there for any of us. Yeah, it's not just for Nick the professional, which I hate that. Like any of us, there's so much there, but I. But if nobody ever throws a rock into the pool, how do we ever know? And so every once in a while, that's, that's why we don't make it a seminary class. Yeah. It's still Sunday morning. But every once in a while, I want to throw that rock to be like, this is pretty deep. Because that, like you said, ooh, that's a good sound. I want people to hear that sound mm-hmm. and be like, I'm going swimming. Yeah. I'm not even going to snorkel. I'm going deep diving. I'm going after this. Well, and even, even on that same kind of thought to on one hand, take someone who has maybe a more shallow view mm-hmm. and be like, hey, listen, you're standing on the shallow end. Yeah. Like you're looking at the beach, so yeah. to speak. Let's let's just turn around and start walking. Yeah. At some point, it's not just going to gradually, you're just going to, you know, and you can keep doing it. And we've talked about that on the podcast a lot. At the same time, um, just the challenge of reaching, like this for me is always when I preach the hard part, um, of reaching the person who is exploring faith yep, and the person that is 70 or 80 years old. Super difficult every time. You know, yeah, that, that has loved Jesus and yep. followed him longer than I've been alive. And that's why every service isn't 
to the unbeliever, mm-hmm. which for me, the philosophy of ministry for church is to, to disciple. We're big into discipleship mm-hmm. from the pulpit. And so some people ask like, why don't we have, um, like at the end of service or like, why don't you open up the altars and give a gospel call every time? And like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like we, we love a church that mm-hmm. does that every Sunday for right now in the season that we're in the philosophy of ministry is it's discipleship of the pulpit. So I'm going to speak as if we're all believers. Now, if somebody's there, that's not now we've said like, Hey, today's a beautiful day to make a decision for the Lord, mm-hmm. but we're not going to do that every Sunday. Yeah. Nor is every Sunday going to be a geek out. Nor is every Sunday. Like we, you know, even though we want to hit that broad brush of people knowing that we're all in our different spheres of, or different seasons of life and faith, um, it, it's not going to be the same one every time because yep. we understand that. But it's good every once in a while to speak to those that are young in their faith. It's good every once in a while to speak to those that have been walking for a while, those that are shallow, those that, hey, there's depth there if you want to yep. go swimming. It's the you ebb know. and flow of ministry. Yeah, yeah. And so when we do geek out, we, we, we split we the red We geek seat. out hard. And let's... Do you think it's 50-50, 60-40, congregation-wise? I think, I think people appreciate even if they don't, even if it's not their favorite. Yeah. Like somebody said, like, I appreciate the study that it went into to do that. Yep. And somebody else said like, cause we had a lot of slides on Sunday. Like, thank you for the time just to put those together. Cause I mm-hmm. know that that yep. wasn't simple. To which I was like, actually it kind of was, I'm sorry. You know, but I, I think the mm-hmm. only people that don't, no, it's okay. Don't say like it, it yeah. or, you know, would, would be the people that are, um, are looking more for a, an encouraging feel good message, which if you came to Calvary, <laughs> that's the normal. This you, is, no, you came sorry. at the wrong season <laughs> of ministry because we've been in the book of revelation for a while and not that it can't be encouraging, but it just has a, it, it, let's but, call it what it is. It just has a different feel when you're, when you're yeah. preaching through the book of revelation. It does. But even Jude didn't, it wasn't warm and gooey. Yeah. First, second, third, John wasn't warm and gooey. Like those were like, but let me tell you, Psalm, sometimes can be psalms yeah and and i think a lot of people that's what they want like they want their christianity to be is like sunday uh, psalms you know i think i've done one psalm since i've been here and that was because there was like a massive event that happened and i just went to one of the psalms and just and just like broke that and but that's when we were middle of matthew and even matthew colossians was heavy matthew was heavy i came into matthew i got hired and you had we were in matthew and then we were in matthew (laughs) Because I was like, you weren't used to the Calvary Chapel model in the nope. sense of chapter by chapter, verse by verse, verse by verse yeah. of it. And you're like, like, hey, what's like, what's the next sermon series we're doing, Matthew? Okay, like next year, what are you thinking through? Still in Matthew, and I was like, oh, it took gosh. me a year and a half to get through Matthew. I I, I made. <laughs> okay, here we go. Buckle up. <laughs> oh, uh, so we geeked out on Sunday. Yes. Um, big geek out. We Revelation will, twenty. We'll make those slides available in the show notes um, or the video description. Uh, on YouTube. So if you want to see those, maybe even follow along, but those will be available. So you got some questions. I I got two questions. And And now I don't know these again, like if you're new to the podcast, one of the things we talk, I, I honestly rarely know anything about where we're going. One time, I think one time we talked about before you kind of gave gave me a little bit of a heads up. So all I know is we got good questions. We got two questions Uh that, um, have some, some doctrinal theological implications. Oh, good questions. So those are for you. Which ones are for me? Good. (laughs) If they're for me, we're just going to be done. Yeah. We're done for today. All right. Um, so I'm going to read these. One came, uh, to me on Facebook. Uh, one came to the text line. 
Um, so I'm going to read them because I copied and pasted them. Okay. So, so this I'm is not, this is not me cleaning them up. Good. Like this is exactly word for word. Okay. So we're not calling anybody out. Like we're not trying to, because nope. I know nope. there's the, there's like the quotations of like, Hey, this is me texting you what yeah. I'm thinking. Please don't read it. Yeah. Didn't say that, but we're going to read it all okay, just for context. So the Let's first go. question uh, related to revelation 20 in your sermon on Sunday is this. I may have misunderstood something, but why is that? Okay, first off, hold on. Back up. <laughs> See, he can't even get through it all. He's going to have to. <laughs> I wanted to do this before. Here's what I appreciate about this. Okay. Um, one of the reasons we did the questions was to give people the opportunity to understand that it is okay to ask questions. Oh, yes. Very good. So this is not like. And I welcome that. Yeah. This isn't like Nick hates this. Like I've begged Nick to do this and he tolerates it for an hour and a half while you record the podcast. This is one of my wheelhouses. Yep. I love when people have questions because I think our biggest steps of faith will always come and our biggest moments of. And I say doubt, questioning, Question, whatever, misunderstanding, because yep. I mean. And I always use a marriage relationship. You know, the first time I ever met Ashley, I didn't know who she was. Yep. First time I saw her, I didn't know who she was. So I started asking questions mm -hmm. and it drew us closer together. Yep. You know, and so the same way, I mean, some of the best ways to grow any relationship, friendship, fellowship, asking questions. questions. So processing, help me understand. So it's good. this is good. Could be, and it could be a misunderstanding because, and here's the other thing. I don't preach from a manuscript. Mm -hmm. So there's different styles of preaching. And one of the, and even if you're like verse by verse or sermon series, that doesn't even matter. That's an, that's another philosophy, but some people have manuscripts. So they write it out like it's a speech. Almost like the book. Yeah. As a book and it. they don't break from it. They'll look up, and some of these guys are really good that you almost don't even know they're manuscripted, but they are, yep. right? And that's okay. You can do that. Not my cup of tea. And then you have the other side where some people don't even have stinking notes. Mm -hmm. They're just read the text, if that, and they're just going to they're gonna go and let the Holy Spirit lead. Yeah. And that's the style. I'm, not my style. I'm Not my style either. I'm kind of in the middle where I usually only have like one page, Microsoft Word page of notes. And those are just like, here's the key things that I want to focus on. Make sure you hit them. Make sure I hit them because I can get rabbit trailing and it's like, all right, let's swing it back in. Here's this line. And I just need, and there's certain things I want to say this way mm -hmm. because they could be confrontational or really hard. And so if I'm just in one of those, like, hey, I'm just talking, I could say something. Yep. Because you give three three different messages on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. They, and and that's the, the other thing too. Like some people are like, oh, it's like, well, what sermon did you, what service mm -hmm. did you go to? Because it could be a different sermon. So, all right. Good preface. Okay. So with that said, <laughs> You're question number one. Yeah. <laughs> I may have misunderstood something, but why is there a fourth resurrection? The Old Testament saints resurrected during that 75 day thingy. And why would they not have been raised with the church? and the previous dead in Christ. Hold on. Not a major theology question, but definitely had me curious. I think Nick told us uh, the 12 apostles will reign over the 12 tribes during the millennium. Were they actually descendants from each of the 12 tribes, since some were brothers? I didn't think so, but just curious and wanted to ask. So full context. Thanks for asking the question. Have a great day. <laughs> Go open your Bible. Uh. So, okay. Um, do, we, do, we, do you want me to rephrase them in multiple? No, like, no, no. Yeah, okay. we'll start with the resurrection one. Okay. So there's the, uh, the correction I would give is that there is only two resurrections. There's the first resurrection and the second resurrection, right? And so you could look at the slide. 
uh, for it. And, and I actually have it pulled up here. So if people are like, oh, what's he looking at on his phone? My slides. Come on. Calm down. Um, so the first resurrection, there's five stages of it, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's still the first resurrection. It's just five stages. And the whole first resurrection will be done before the millennium starts. Good clarifying, because I could see sitting, yeah. you know, in a large context thinking like, oh, yeah. those are multiple resurrections. Yeah. All the, all, yeah, there's going to be, yeah, different stages of it. Kind of like when we talked about the Battle of Armageddon, there's not a battle, it's a campaign of eight events that make up Armageddon. Wait, we're, we're, we're not, we're not going to war? Like we're not. We're not suiting I mean, up. We are. We're not suiting up. But there's not a single battle. There's actually, it's a campaign of events. So think like you, you could talk about World War II and a singular event in history. But there's individual. But there's the Battle gotcha. of the Bulge. There's this, there's that. This is when Germany did this and France and, and America got involved. Like, so you could talk about World War II. And if you didn't specify, like, are we talking about Pearl Harbor or are we talking about invasion of Paris? See, I would have never asked those questions. You know what I mean? You had me at World War II and that was it. I wouldn't have needed any Oh, you didn't know? Like, I, I would have been like, oh, yeah, okay. World War II. There you go. See, so you could talk about a singular event or you can talk about in a campaign As of the events. the specifics. Yep. And cool. so even the Battle of Armageddon is that. Even the second coming is that. So it is perfectly accurate for a Christian who believes in a pre-trib rapture to say, oh, I'm waiting on the second coming. Okay. Because it's a campaign of events because in our, in my theology, yes, I am waiting on the return of Jesus, but the action, like if I narrow in the events, that's like saying, yeah, I believe in world war two, but then I can speak on, okay, one of the first things for America was Pearl Harbor. Mm. And then it was this, and then it was this, and then there's D day. And then those are all different events of one event. World War II. So the second coming of Christ is made up of a campaign of there's going to be the rapture, then there's going to be the tribulation, and then there's going to be the millennium, and then we enter into the eternal state, and there's all kinds of events that are happening in and that. So you can talk about in a singular event, yeah, I'm just waiting on Jesus to return. Amen. And that's where I was saying we need to get into the details of it because then that's when you'll start seeing some of the differences of it so let's good let's wrong flesh, or ugly yeah let's flesh this out since we're fleshing it out since baby. we already did this yeah um so you you could maybe there are people that say oh yeah i believe uh world war ii happened yep i don't agree or believe in the historical account of that specific part of the campaign yeah which absolutely. is the same for which our happens faith in our, yeah so, like, some people say, yeah, World War II happened, but I don't believe in the Holocaust. Mm. So, some people say, yeah, I believe in the second coming of Christ, but I don't think that the church is going to be uh, raptured up away during the tribulation. I don't believe there is going to be a tribulation. I don't believe there's, you know, I don't believe there's two resurrections. There's only one. Like, yeah, you, you could say that. But then when you get in the details, that's when you're going to like, okay. And the hard part is the implications of that. Yeah, because we talked about that last week. Yes. Where when you say something definitive yep. then that has ramifications yep. or implications so the hardest part when i was comparing the three views of all mail pre-mail post-mail the one of the big questions i have because we read very plainly and i don't know and i and i really i don't know i would love to know well how do you answer this so when they in revelation 20 it says this is the first resurrection and those that are dead um they will be resurrected at the end of the thousand years well there, that's two mm-hmm. where all male and post male would say, no, there's only one resurrection. But the word of God clearly just said that there's two. 
So like there's implications then. Mm -hmm. So I would want to ask them, okay, so what do you do with Revelation 20 then? How does that clearly teaching two resurrections? Yeah. And now you're labeling it one. And and because again, because the question we're asking is, how are you interpreting scripture? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we set that plane up. And then can I apply, apply that same standard? So if they say, oh, it's just allegory, it's just spiritual, it's just a, it, it's not meaning literal. So, so can I apply that then to the cross? Did Jesus literally pay for my sin? Or is that just a story that we use to try to tell a deeper meaning? Is it just a parable in a sense? Or is it, you know, like that's, that's my concern. Yeah. So a lot of this is um, where you can, the 30,000 foot view starts with how do you interpret scripture? And I take a consistent literal hermeneutic interpretation of scripture mm-hmm. and that's what leads me. And some people are like, well, you take everything so literal and it's like, you, there's still guardrails to understanding basic grammar and literature and that's why genres matter. And so um, and we've used the example, like if I walked up to you tomorrow and said, man, my dog kicked the bucket you would know what happened. Your dog died. My dog died. I said it figuratively, but it's, it is it is describing a literal event, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, and so there's still room for figurative language within literal interpretation of scripture. Because that only means something for us here. You take that out of context to yeah. another country or, or yeah. something else to say that they're going to be like, what bucket? Yeah. What color is the bucket? Yeah, exactly. Because some people bash us that take a literal interpretation and they're like that. Okay, where's the bucket? How'd your dog kick it? And it's like, no, it's meaning that he died. Like, calm down. You're going to kick the bucket. Yeah, you're about to kick the bucket. You're, so You're going to find out. So it's an interpretational issue for me. Um, and that's where, and again, like we can disagree and I'm perfectly fine with that. But there was a reason that most of the slides had all those scripture references after it because this is what scripture says. Mm-hmm. And it's not just revelation because some people are like, oh, it's apocalyptic literature. How can we understand it? If you want to understand the millennium, do not read revelation. It's it, not going to be helpful. It's not going to give you much info on it. It's literally a thousand years wrapped up in one chapter. And the only thing it's really there for is to tell us how long Satan's bound and, and the resurrections are going to happen before and after it and that we're going to reign with him. I mean, that's all you really get from Revelation 20 about the millennium. But you study Ezekiel, you study Isaiah, you study the pro like, and again, well, why do we have to go to an Old Testament thing? Because it's the, it's the period of time in which God is fulfilling all of those promises mm-hmm. to the Jewish people, you know? And so, so then, well, one of, is there a difference between church and Israel? Some say, no, then why are we going back to an Old Testament? Mm-hmm. You know, so there's, th- there's the, the stacking of it all. And it's like, or could God word just, it says what it means and it means what it says type thing. Yeah. So first resurrection, five stages, first fruits uh, is Christ, right? So the five stages is Jesus, then there's the church, then there's two witnesses, then there's the Old Testament saints and then tribulation saints. And the question on the resurrection is why, why are not Old Testament saints resurrected with the church? Uh, yeah, the Roughly. Old Testament saints resurrected during that 75 day thingy. And why would they not have been raised? With Perfect. The church and a, the previous dead. There's test. a great reason. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a good old fashioned Jewish wedding, mm-hmm. right? I remember something about the bride being hidden away. The bride's hidden away. And so, then the groom goes to get the bride. Yep. And then. Yep. 
that was more than like two days ago. No, so. no yeah. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> no, you're right on. So again, going going back to that, there's these are these are different. Not everyone, but specifically with the Old Testament saints, um, why were they not resurrected with the church? Because they have a different role in the wedding. Hmm. So this is kind of fun, right? Um, in James, I want to say it's chapter two. James two details that Abraham is called a friend of God. Mm-hmm. Cue the song. I, yeah, I'm a friend of God, right? Are you ready for this? That is theologically inaccurate. We as Christians, <sighs> as believers in Jesus, as the church, when are we ever called friends of God? You don't get to come on the podcast and wreck my world. It's no big deal. <laughs> it's a seconds. great song, but we're never called friends of God. We are co-heirs. We're not servants, we're not slaves, we're not friends, we're co-heirs, we're the bride of Christ. So on your wedding day, was there a difference between London across from you in a beautiful white dress Mm -hmm. and all of your friends that were in other areas? Let it even be standing next to you on the altar or in the audience watching. Is there a difference between those two? I don't know, I didn't have friends. Sorry. If, if I would have known you when you got married, I would have yeah. went. I huge would've... difference. Huge difference. Understand who we are as the church compared to Old Testament saints. That's why Jesus looks at John the Baptist and says, he, of all the prophets, he's the greatest. But in the kingdom, he's the least. Why? Because he's in that Old Testament dispensation. All right, real talk. This is probably going to make me less of a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> this is those moments that Jerron gets really frustrated with his student loan debt and the education. It's that not he the received. education. It's, it's the hundreds and hundreds of dollars every month I pay for an education. Anyways, and, that's a whole. And thing. he's getting it all right here on the breakdown. So, so the the Old Testament saints weren't resurrected yet because um, Christ, the first fruits, who would be next? So, if the house was burning. Mm-hmm. No, no, go, take, go ahead. Take your kids away from me. You can ask. I, I'll answer it. I don't yeah. care. Who's the first person you're going to grab? Are, are we taking the kids away? <laughs> yeah, I mean. My wife. Exactly. It, so if if me, you, and London were in your house and it started burning and you could grab one person, who are you going to grab? I'm going to yell really loud for you to get out of the house and I'm grabbing my wife. Exactly. Home. Because she is your bride. She doesn't believe that. <laughs> she thinks I'd grab you. She needs to listen to the breakdown <laughs> and hear that you love her, right? <laughs> We are the bride of Christ. We have to understand that. There's a there's a role and a position mm-hmm. in that. The same way that Israel is God's chosen nation. There's a role and a responsibility with that. And with that, there's privileges. Like yeah. as the church, we're co-heirs. Where the tribulation saints, if you read in Revelation 20 verses 4 and 5, it, he describes the church first, and then there's other people, those that have been martyred for their faith. They have a different role, and they're going to be, in a sense, servants. We saw that, I think, in like Revelation 7, 6 or 7, that we see those that were martyred in the tribulation serving in the temple area, but that's not the church. Yeah. We're, we're separate from them because we're the bride of Christ. Somebody even stopped me Sunday, and they were like, well, what about a Messianic Jew? Where would they go? 
in the millennium are in the, are they under the Jewish branch of government or are they under the church branch of government or the Gentile branch? I said, what do you think about so that? if a Jew is saved today, they are a part of the church. The church will be raptured. Well, what about all the other Jews that don't believe in Jesus? And it said, well, they're going to walk through the tribulation then. And think just because they're Jew doesn't mean they're saved because uh, I think Jesus said this and even Paul continues that just because you're a child of Abraham doesn't mean you're a child of the promise. Mm. You know, because there is Isaac, but yeah, there was Ishmael. Still a child of Abraham, but not a child of the mm-hmm. promise. You had uh, Jacob and Esau. One a child of the promise, one not. So just because you're a child of Abraham doesn't mean you're a child of the promise. So even, and and this kind of hurt them because they, not hurt them, but like it was eye-opening because they have such a heart for, they have friends in Israel uh, for the Jewish people that not all Jews are going to be saved just because they're Jewish. Mm-hmm. It's a remnant. Old Testament tells us that more than half of the Jews will not survive the tribulation. I mean, even even when you get into specifics of Daniel, it says the many will sign a covenant with the Antichrist. Not mm-hmm. all. There's going to be a remnant of Israel, of the Jewish people, that do not want to sign that covenant. It's going to be the remnant, a small group of people, that are going to flee to Basra away when the Antichrist, the abomination of desolation, sets himself up in the temple. And so, but yeah, there, there's a difference in that. So if a Jew got saved today, he'd be a part of the church. If he's not saved, he's going to walk through the tribulation, but because of his Jewish heritage doesn't mean he's saved either. Mm-hmm. It's the remnant, and it's the remnant that are going to, of Jewish people that are going to see Christ return, and that's when their salvation will be because they will repent and know that they crucified him, mm-hmm. and that, that we, they will know we crucified our Messiah, and that will be their sign. So when Paul says that it gets so mistrans- or misapplied, Paul says, and I think it's Romans 11, that uh, when Christ returns, all Jews will be saved. And so a lot of people think, all Jews, just because you're Jews, you're going to be saved. No, mm-hmm. no, no. He's talking about the remnant that survived the tribulation that see Christ returning. All of those Jews will be saved. So so when you're thinking about the wedding, yeah, we are the bride. We have a different role and responsibility. And so even our resurrection is different because we have to prepare ourselves in white linen, mm-hmm. you know, that we talked about last week at 19. There's no context that the Old Testament saints need to prepare themselves because they're not a part of the bride. And so five stages, just so if you didn't get the slide or whatever, you got Jesus, then the church, you have the two witnesses from Revelation 11, um, the Old Testament saints is the fourth, and then you have tribulation saints. And the last two, they're going to be resurrected. There's a 75-day period between the tribulation and the millennial kingdom. A lot of events happen mm-hmm. in there. Couldn't even really geek out on that. People ask, where do you get the 75 days from? That's Daniel chapter 12. It'll actually give you the numbers. Just remember, a year is 360 days in the Jewish calendar, so... Make sure you do your math right. Um, and and then it's in that 75-day period that the Old Testament saints and tribulation saints are raptured. See, see, I can even mess yeah, up. Just, mm-hmm. Not raptured, resurrected. And then we enter into the uh, millennial kingdom. And I thought the craziest part for me was that we as the church in our glorified bodies will be in the millennial kingdom with those that walk into the millennial kingdom in their mortal bodies. Mm. That was that was a eye opening. And then I think I think um, I think another big thing that people grab I think appreciated was why is Satan bound for a thousand years? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't he just get rid of him yet? Because people are still in their mortal bodies, and there is going to be a final falling away. And somebody's like, so somebody could be in the millennial kingdom, see Christ reign on the throne, and still just go through the actions and the motions, but not believe. 
I said, hmm, almost sounds like some of the issues we have today in the church that people can show up, attend, engage, serve, go through the motions. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus says, I never knew you. You know, so dun, dun, dun. All right. So what is the second part of the question? There was another part. The first part was the resurrection. The second part was. Uh, oh, I think Nick told us the 12 apostles will reign oh, over yeah. the 12 tribes. Were they from the different 12 tribes? Were they tribes? actually descendants from each of the 12 tribes? I just shooting from the hip. Shooting from the hip. Shooting from the hip. I could research that more. I, I think somebody has tried to do a study to see where they're all from. And if they are from the 12 tribes, I I wouldn't say that there is. Um, any of that, they're just, they're all Jewish. We know that. Yeah. But here's the question. You ready? Nope. Probably not. Okay. I mean, go ahead and ask it, but. What 12? (sighs) Is Judas Iscariot a part of that? Which I would say no. Scripture says that it was better for that man that he, uh, be never born than by the, that he was betrayed. You know what I mean? It helps, but it doesn't. So I don't think Judas Iscariot's in heaven because he betrayed Jesus and Jesus said it's better for that man not to be born than to do what he did. Still did it by free will, but he did it. So so there, now we're down to 11. So who's the 12th man? Who do you think the 12th man was supposed to be? Is it Matthias from, what is it, Acts chapter one? Or was it supposed to be Paul? My knee-jerk reaction, Paul. I think it's Paul too. Why? When you look, and here, here's the beautiful part. We, when you look at not even just Matthias, but even the guy that didn't get picked, mm-hmm. right? And so think about this. This is, this is, this is a whole nother like, uh, leadership, church leadership thing, especially if you're trying to go for a position mm-hmm. and you don't get picked. Let it, in church ministry or not, let's say you don't get the job, you don't get the promotion, like how do you respond, okay? So think about this thoughts. I think his name was Joseph. We could look it up, but why would we do that? So there was two guys. I want to say Joseph and the other guy was Matthias. And it came down to those two to replace Judas because Peter gets up and he says, hey, we need to replace Judas. Judas, you know, we understand that. And the criteria is they had to have seen Jesus at his baptism and all the way and been with him until the resurrection. Right. Mm -hmm. What did Jesus do during that time? So Joseph, if that's his name, and I think you're verifying right now for I'm, me. I'm looking it up. All right, I'll look it up too since we're, let's be right about it. So it's Matthias um, and this other guy, Luke, John, Acts chapter two, flip it, chapter one. Joseph called Barsabbas. So they put two forward, Joseph called Barsabbas, and then also Justice, Oh, he's also called Justice Matthias. So we have a guy named Joseph, some call him Barsabbas, and who is also called Justice. We got the man with three names. I no love, wonder he wasn't picked. I love Bible names. I know, right? And then there was Matthias, <laughs> the guy with one name. They picked him because it's like, why get confusing? It's just easy. Right? But they had had to have seen Jesus at his baptism and been with him through the resurrection. What did Jesus do in that? Jesus picked the 12. That is the first time Joseph and Matthias were passed over. They were not picked Mm. to be the original 12. And now here's another moment that, oh, I could be one of the 12. No. And the lot doesn't fall on Joseph again. 
but you can study church history. He goes off and does a really good ministry mm-hmm. and serves and and is martyred for his faith. You know, so even a guy that gets passed over twice, passed over by Jesus and passed over by the, you know, the first church authority per se, being Peter and the apostles, doesn't get picked, still serves faithfully mm. and dies for his Lord. And you thought you had a good excuse for not serving the Lord. Exactly, right? So it falls on Matthias, but what did they do to to land on Matthias? The lot falls on Matthias. They go back to Old Testament ways. They didn't seek the Holy Spirit. The reason that in the Old Testament priest had the umen and the thumen, mm-hmm. you know, the little black stone, white stone, is because they didn't know how to decide things because the Holy Spirit didn't permanently indwell believers at that time. Mm-hmm. But in the church, it does. So they didn't <laughs> seek the Holy Spirit. They went back to think of old wine and old wineskins. Mm-hmm. So even though Matthias was great, they replaced him, and God in his graciousness deals with our stubbornness and allows that, and it's like, that's not, it's not what I intended, mm-hmm. but he loves me, he's a good dude, okay. But you never hear about him again in scripture. Yeah. But I really do believe that God always had his guy, and it was gonna be Paul to replace Judas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we asked that, okay, who's the 12 then? They're gonna rule over the 12 tribes of Israel, because Technically, we got 13 dudes. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> are these the things that keep you up at night? Um, these are not the things that keep me you know, up at you night. You know what's been keeping me up at night? Secret recipe to KFC chicken. I actually have it. Do you really? I do. You know- uh, I have to kill you if I gave it to you, but- the They will not release. There's only two people officially that have the official recipe- there's only two people in the KFC, and they will not release their names. Nope. Over just 11 herbs and spices. And one of them's locked in a dungeon somewhere. I know, right? No, I don't know. what. Does it keep me up at night? These are the, this is the weird geek outs that's like, it's good for us to sit around and talk about, but like I'm not going to build yeah. a whole theology. And sorry, You're not going like, to become a monk and but sit it, in a... It's just those little things of scripture that I think about. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, so yeah, the 12 are going to rule over the 12 tribes of Israel. Jesus clearly taught that. I mean, he said it to the 12 before Matthias Mm -hmm. and Paul, but I don't think Judas is in heaven though. So, so yeah, it's one of those, that's going to be one of those things we're going to get there and be like, that's what you meant. Okay. I got you. Oh, it makes sense now. Yeah. As it should. You know, and and there is a possibility we're going to get to heaven and it's not Matthias and it's not Paul. And Jesus is going to look at me and say, Nick. I'm going to say there's a, no, <laughs> a real good possibility. A real good possibility. We're going to yeah. get to heaven. The Lord's going to be like, you yeah. had it all wrong. Yeah. And I think it's key too. Here's another thing. Okay. Mm, let's tick some people off. That's why I don't <laughs> think an apostleship is a role for today. A lot of people think that like an apostleship is a role for today. He gave some to be apostles, prophets, and mm-hmm. da, da, da. I think to be an apostle, again, you had to have seen the, 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 baptism of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. Um, that's why you can't add to the word of God because nobody is sitting in the role of apostle to write um, more scripture. I think we have a completed canon because of that. And the other part is why isn't there not more apostles? Because he said that the 12 are going to rule over the 12. I, 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 in my theology, I don't believe that a role, because somebody's asked me that, oh, are you an apostle? Like I'm barely a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I call myself human. Yeah, sometimes. I'm not an apostle. I don't think that's a role for us to fill to today. It was a role for the twelve. So I should drop out of apostleship school. Yes, 
dang, that's a lot more money than I spent. <laughs> <laughs> and some people can disagree with me, and that's fine. Perfectly, like, I hate love you, mean it, but I don't think it's a role for yep. today because of the criteria that it was to be an apostle. And that's why Paul, I mean, Paul's apostleship was greatly challenged. And that's why all of his letters, he defends his apostleship. Mm -hmm. And he talks about being, um, you know, hit uh, by Christ on the road to Damascus because like you had to have seen the resurrected Christ. And Mm -hmm. so defending his apostleship, I mean, I have I have no leg to stand on to say it. like yeah. what what credentials do I have to say that I'm an apostle when I look at the credentials that the other apostles in the scriptures have mm-hmm. I'm nowhere near that nowhere near that you know so that's good no apostle here so that was question number one question A number and one. B see two parts to one question the very thing that they're asking yeah very much there it is uh, question two. Oh, here we go Nick mentioned that we wouldn't fall to sin again in the eternal state amen Hence, we won't be, oh, sorry, because. Because, That's because, not because, because. Because he won't be, because we won't be in our mortal bodies. Amen. Like in the Garden of Eden. Praise the Lord. If our glorified bodies would not fall to sin again, how do we reconcile that with Lucifer falling as an angel? He wasn't in a glorified body. Bum, bum, Was he bum, not bada, created bada, in a glorified bada, body? Bada, bada, <laughs> That was an easy answer. See, that's why I put that one. Yeah. Second. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't created in a glorified body. He was in glory, but he wasn't in a glorified body. So, okay. Again, we're just, (laughs) we're challenging. There's going to be some people. Am I too flippant on some of the responses? Probably. Like, Nick, how about you just calm down a little bit? For people who don't know you. I'm totally laughing and joking, but also in very serious. Yeah. He just, he wasn't, he was created in glory. Like God created him. He could stand in glory, but think about what a glorified body is. It's glorified. It's glorified, meaning th- there had to be a, a transition from something else to be mm. in a glorified body. And, and and not to say that about God because he's, and that's, he's co- completely different. You know, he is in glory. He's the source of glory. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't apply, well, when was God not in a glorified body? Like, no, 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 no. He, he is glory. Mm. And he glorifies us and brings that transition to our bodies. Mm. Yeah. So the, the idea is if any, so human-wise, that's the easiest. We're in a glorified body. Adam and Eve weren't. We, we can't take on corruption in a glorified body. Well, what about the angels? If there was any angel that was going to fall mm-hmm. again, they already would have done it. They've, they would have already put their lot in with Lucifer and the third that fell. And so like there, there is no possibility. Like this is not a second time. Like this yeah, is a yeah, never yeah. ending. Like if it was going to happen, it was going to happen it by wouldn't. now. Okay. It would have already happened. So yeah. And they're just not in a glorified body, which we will be. And that's why the millennial kingdom matters because not everybody will be in a glorified mm-hmm. body. They'll be in mortal body. And that's why when Satan's loosed, he'll be like a magnet of all that evil of those in a glorified body. Or uh, see, I messed mm-hmm. up. Come on, guy. Those that are in a mortal body, they'll be drawn to him, final re- revolt and then rebellion. And then they're thrown in the lake of fire. And so then everybody will be into a glorified body, walking into a new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem. And and so when people are like, oh, there's no possibility of sin, do I lose my free will? No, no, no. Free will is something in an unglorified state of body. 
when you're in a glorified state. Uh-huh. The, it's not that you lose your free will, you're glorified in it. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you don't have the, uh, it's not that you don't have the free will to choose not to do right, you're in a glorified state. Yeah. I know it feels like I'm splitting hairs, but. It's what you do. As the bald guy. As the bald guy. As the bald guy. <laughs> so, um, and I think it's in First Corinthians 15. Um, is one of the best chapters, I believe, because um, at the very beginning you have the you have a early church creed from like verses three to like eight um, that scholars have uh, dated to like two to four years after the resurrection of Jesus, and and there was a lot of little creeds and hymns that were put into scripture, but then he goes on to talk about the resurrection of the dead, saying you know if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is in vain. Um, and so he's talking about even us. Um, so like verse 20, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep for as by a man came death by a man also comes the resurrection of the dead. So just as Adam died, we all die. But just as Christ was raised because of our faith in him, we will be raised and have that authority. And then he talks about starting in verse 35, he talks about the resurrection body. So how are the dead raised? What kind of body do they come? And (laughs) I love this. Uh, Paul says, you foolish person, (laughs) what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. So he talks about, use the analogy of a seed, but look at verse 42. So is it with the resurrection of the dead? What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. So that's why we in glory, even in the millennium, we're not going to fall in the millennium Mm. because we're in a glorified state. And what is raised is imperishable. It can't take on any perishing. So it is, it is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown. A natural body is raised a spiritual body. And if there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written. The first man, Adam became a living being. The last Adam became a life giving spirit. And so that's the idea that we're not going to take on the, the incorruptible cannot take on corruptible. And so there in verse 50, moving on, that's where he talks about this is a mystery, but and the victory. So says, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. So that's one of the greatest. I, I just love that whole chapter because that's also where we get, you know, death. Where is your sting? Oh, great. You that's know, crazy. There's, there's no victory in yep. death. It has no, like, there, it, it, is, it is something, but it doesn't have to have that power over us. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to have that victory and that sting. It does, no, it's, it, it's, it is what it is, but it's moving us on to glory, not something to be, per se, feared yeah. in a sense. So, yeah, 1 Corinthians 15, I think, is a great passage. Like, if you want to, like, really get in some deep study of that chapter, like, it would be a very fruitful Hopefully. for you. Yes, so much. So, second question. Oh, no, that was that it. That was a second uh, question. Third question. What else you got there? Uh, nada. Nada. Nothing. Nothing that, out of all the geek out, we had, like, 13 slides. Listen, when I get two great questions, that's it. Come on, Jerome. That's because people are still trying to process <laughs> through the fire hydrant, multiple fire oh, hydrants. Of- multiple. Oh, that's good. <clears throat> the crazy part for me, like, so let, let's, uh, in life groups, if you're in life group, hopefully this is like the number, one of the top questions that you get asked. Um, 
And if not, if they don't ask this in your life group, call me, let me know why, and I'll slap your leader. No. Um, one of my favorite questions in life group, what impacted you in the sermon? We never answer that question. <clears throat> Sermon's not impactful. I see how it is. Okay. <laughs> Next question. You know, what, what impacted you? What stood out to you in the sermon? It could be something you've never heard before or a great reminder. That's, that's, I mean, we've, we've spent whole life groups and that's the only question we get to. Yep. Because you walk around, you know, you go around the circle of 12 people and say what impacted you and they give you a reason why they don't say, oh, the first part, you know, they, there's a line, there's notes or, hey, I liked it when you said this. And, and so it, let it be my Thursday life group with the, the adults that are my age and some older, um, or let it be the college life group that me and my wife lead. That's why our favorite question is just to see, because you take one sermon and I say quite a bit in those but to see how it impacts different people in the different seasons yep. they're at. I, I love that. And, and I answer it. And so those that are in life group with me, like I always try to like, Hey, I just try to like, that's the same word of God that is needed for me. Mm-hmm. Like just cause I'm preaching yeah. doesn't mean that sermon's not for me as well. And for me, I think one of the biggest impacts of the sermon Sunday was thinking about worship in the millennial kingdom. And when I had said like, Hey, you know, Paul tells us that we are grafted in as a branch. Well, what are we grafted into the tree that is Israel? Mm. And so our worship is going to go, you know, we think of church worship. We're going to go back to a Jewish form of worship in the millennium. And we're going to go to the temple and we're going to see these sacrifices. We're going to see these festivals and the new moons and the Sabbaths. And where we would think, what fruit is that? Because the other thing about the millennium is we're going to be in full knowledge, mm-hmm. especially because we're going to be in a glorified state. I think we're going to see these festivals and feasts that the Jews celebrated for years that we read about in the Old Testament. But when you have it in the in the perfect context of Christ, mm-hmm. and we'll see all the pointings, I mean, like, wow. Because I, I firmly believe, like a Hansel and Gretel, God has left little foreshadowings and different things to lead us to him, right? And, he, and that's the paradox. He leads us to him and he's with us at the same time. So, um, and, and I think there's some that we've missed. Yeah. You know, like, so when Jews for Jesus were here and they were talking about the Passover meal. Mm, it's so good. You know, and they were talking about the Afe Komen and the, and the bread that is striped. It, it's without uh, leaven, leaven, right? No leaven, so no evil. Uh, it's striped, it's pierced, it's broken, it's hidden, it's brought divided. back after. Yeah, it's in the. Mm. Yeah, and where it's divided in the that three pocket so thing, it's in the second one. You never take out one and three, but it's only the second one appears, it's broken. You know, it's it's like all of us would see that and be like, oh, that's Jesus, duh. And, and it's a mystery to the Jews. They don't understand why we do that and what's the symbol of, of it. And and our guy that came, he tried to give us like, some people believe this, one rabbi said that, you know, whatever. But they don't, and I still think there's things like that. And so when we go back to this Jewish form of worship, um, I think we're gonna see just this beautiful picture of exactly the purpose of everything that we've done mm-hmm. and that we were supposed to do, you know, so. And there's some people like, oh, can we celebrate the Jewish feast and festivals now? And it's like, uh, not appropriately because, you know, some of this takes a whole lot of blood of a bull or a goat. But, you know, like if you want to celebrate, you know, I know some Christians, they celebrate Hanukkah. That would actually be closer to our faith 
We had so many conversations. Then Christmas, like with a tree and Santa and all that mentality, you could actually celebrate Hanukkah, and that would be closer to a Jewish context then, of your faith. You know, now I'm not going to roll up with a lamb on Easter and slaughter this thing. I will. <laughs> yeah, I will. Bring it on. Hey, we've done chickens. We don't need no turkey. We've we've killed chickens together. We have. Next up, lambs on it's, Easter. It's a new level of our friendship. And it's a small lamb too. It's only a one year old. I mean, so it's an ewe lamb, a me lamb, an ewe lamb. Oh, I thought you said a ewe. I know. I was, I was, Come on, guy. That was the joke. Sorry. That you got to crack a smile joke. or something. So I know Like you did that. <laughs> She's straight like, face. I know something Nick doesn't, no, which is actually quite a bit. No, in our that's life. actually not true. <laughs> Whatever. Um, the thing that stood out to me yeah. the most from Sunday was the governmental structure. Yeah. That's that another. was like, you started on that because I was up here running switcher and I was like, I don't care what anyone sees. Like I was... <laughs> he was zoned in. I was zoned in. I'm like, oh, here's this slide. And here's the, I was the Jewish I was like, mm. oh, goodness gracious. And so go back to your interpretation of scripture where the um, the Old Testament is what teaches on that. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, all the Old Testament references that we had. And so then you go to your interpretation of scripture, specifically the church, and they're saying, oh, yeah, there's no contrast between Israel and the church. The church is fulfilling everything uh, for Israel, and there's no need for Israel anymore. And it's like... Explain the millennial kingdom mm. then to me. And then, so what's what's that saying? You know, and that's the, and the part that like in my studies that have impacted me most is when I came to the realization that like the kingdom that everybody in the Old Testament was waiting for is the millennial kingdom. Because I think so quickly we jump to the eternal kingdom. Mm. But if you do that, and that's why I put that one descriptor at the very top, that there still is going to be evil in in the millennial kingdom because we're not in glory. That's not new heaven, new earth, mm-hmm. new Jerusalem, you know? And that's where our interpretation will get us because if we just say, oh yeah, we die and go to heaven, okay, then what are we talking about there? You know, so mm. some people say, oh, I can't wait to be uh, in the presence of Jesus and he's gonna right all the wrongs and he's gonna take care of everything and they're talking of heaven, right? And they'll quote Isaiah 1, um, <clears throat> maybe 1, I might be off, Er. Yeah, so they'll quote Isaiah 2, sorry. And this is where we get that Jesus is going to build his uh, temple and the millennial kingdom. But you get down to uh, like verse 3, it says, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord of Yahweh, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. If you try to apply that to heaven, you're going to, so what issues does he need to judge? Why is he judging with that rod of iron of Psalm two? Mm. Why, you know, be, because that would be a, that then heaven's not perfect. Yeah. Which has mm, huge implications. Huge, yeah. Yes. That's, that's why how we interpret scripture matters so much. And, and again, going back to like, so we don't have to agree. That's okay. But I'm going to ask, so what do I do with this passage then? And if this passage, you know, that's that we kind of talked mm-hmm. last week, is that just one that's not highlighted and it doesn't matter. And I only highlight the parts that I like, or I only highlight the parts that I understand. Or could it be you throw the rock into the pool, 
maybe there's something under the water that I'm not missing, and but God's calling me out into a deeper walk with him. So, and there's so many of those kind of passages like that. You know, let it be even the church age, you know. Jews struggle with the church age. They struggle with Jesus as the Messiah because there's a, you know, it doesn't fit within their context and, and their interpretation. So, and that's one of the greatest things. Like if you're witnessing to a Jewish person, go to Isaiah 53. It's like the forbidden chapter. Mm-hmm. They, w- they would almost say that Christians added it later. And it's like, no, it's there. And, and so it's just, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm getting all fired up about different things, but get fired up. It's yeah. all good. So yeah, the, the governmental structures, that was a, that was fairly new to me as well. That wasn't like a, oh yeah, that was day two of Bible college. I mean, most of Revelation, not all of Revelation has been new to me. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we um, are two weeks down, man. I know. I, I, I'm glad you bring that up. Oh, okay. I was getting ready to, to steer the ship that way. Like, we're we're almost done. This is it that that we we are? Our time has come. Yeah. The, then what? Then what do we do? Hang up our hats. There it is. Call this it quits. Is it. What if the Lord comes back right after third service of Revelation twenty-two? The pettiness in me <laughs> makes me go. I hope it doesn't happen because I know there's going to be somebody like, "See, told you." Like, told you I knew the Lord was coming. What if, right? What if? <clears throat> Third service, right? You know how I always read the text first. Mm-hmm. What if I read the text? You don't even get to preach? He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Boom. We should black out the lights right at that moment. Nick, we, we do like a judgment house, but rapture house type we thing. We have enough tech issues as it is. We don't, <laughs> we don't need to be introducing reasons for for everything. We were to trying on. to do something elemental, but yeah. now we have to do the rest of the service in complete mm, darkness. Wouldn't that be crazy, though? Try, I'll do it. Don't Let's don't go. tempt me. I will totally do it. So many people will be like, I'm not ready. Repent. We'll be like, mm, turn the lights back on. That person. You better have saved. an AED here yeah. and 911 on speed dial because someone's going to. Lights come back mind. on. We're doing like chest compressions. Yeah. Four people out. Like, okay, we need yeah. we need help over there. Oh, oh gosh. There's part of you kind of like, let's go. There's part of me. <laughs> there yeah, is. we are. We are. We are vastly coming to the end. And are we making any kind of announcement about that? And related to now, see, I don't want to say anything because I don't ah, know if we're not. Because you know, are you referring to? Are you referring to? What are we talking about? <laughs> I told you this has been because we we've we've considered taking a small break. Oh, we're definitely taking a break. Okay, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because remember the last time we took a small break? Yeah. Are you ready for that kind of backfire we backlash? Didn't really tell him last time. I mean, we kind of no. did. So we kind of did. We're gonna take a break. No, we'll, we're we because <laughs> we're did. ending a book and it's we're ending the book. Uh, this uh, especially for the season that we're in. Oh, you know, we honestly could use in this season yep. of the holiday and stuff like that. Just for us at a staff level, yeah. you know, like we could use the hour and a half. We, we really could. I mean, it's almost two hours when like, so what a lot of people don't see, if you'd never have watched the breakdown, I'd encourage you to, because at least one episode, yeah, at least one episode, see what it's like. It, you'll get a little bit different because of our interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the, all the camera setup and the lights and the sound and the Stuff recording, you can't see on. Yeah. On and the then once Jerron has all that, then he takes it to the computer then he's doing some editing and uploading. Like it's quite a process for you. 
Yeah, it's it's a it's. You know what I do? I walk in with my Bible and I sit down and wait for me to get everything set up. And then when we're done, he leaves, and yeah, then I've got three, he, four hours yeah, of and editing and posting. He, he says things behind my back as I'm walking out. You ungrateful son of a gun! No, he doesn't. But there is a lot there, and because of the season we're in, you know, we're always wanting to steward well um, our time and just understand the season where it's good. It's good to take a break from certain things. Uh, yeah. wh- one of the staff ways we talk about it, we McRib it. Mm, that, When's the last time we've talked about McRibs? Everybody season one. Up. I know. Yeah, I think it's been season one. I've, I haven't brought it up on a Sunday morning since. I almost got a McRib the other night. D- my son got me too. I know. They're so good. Don't See, me. last time when they were like, this is the farewell, farewell tour, it wasn't as good as I remembered. But I wonder if in my mind, psychologically, it was like, that was it, and it didn't need to be mm-hmm. good because it was the farewell mm-hmm. tour. But then they came back, and it was like, that dadgum is just as good. So good. <laughs> so good. And you get the second one for like a buck. You're losing money on the deal. You're paying nine bucks for the first one, though. That's <laughs> yeah, the you are. That's why you have to they buy the you. second one. They get you. It is true. So, But yeah. we McRib it. So the, the concept is you just, uh, you just stop it for a little bit. You know, like, because sometimes you'd be like, ah, eh, like, you know, they probably see sales decline after a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And so they stop it, wait for a while, and then they bring it yeah. back, you know. And so that's all we're really doing. Plus, the season we're at and some of the stuff with like Vision Sunday, the top initiative for 2024. Um, there's just a lot. We got, we got big things on the horizon. Like, even now, if we can even prefer, big. yes, monumentally big, like there. So I talk about this with life, right? Our lives could really be boiled down just to a few decisions that change the vast trajectory of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like if we both would have married a different woman, we would have been so happy. No, I'm teasing. We <laughs> don't go there. Look, see, if you're not watching the video right now, you have no idea what Jerron's doing right now. Ashley, I am so sorry. Oh, whatever. No, but like seriously, it would though. It would change our lives. Mm-hmm. It would have been different if... Um, if we, if I wouldn't have taken this job, mm-hmm. if you, if you wouldn't have taken this job, if there's all these little things that change, oh, yeah. I would tr- be so much happier. You would <laughs> burn. I had to right? get one in. And so, uh, the same way. And so, yeah, you, you can, you know, and, and that's always key. Like understand, and, and it's good. Both sides of it. Understand this is going to be a big trajectory changing aspect of your mm-hmm. life, but also, um, understand like serving Christ and the normal every day that's they're both impactful yep. right so even as a church there are a few things that can be really trajectory changing um, and when we talk about vision and where we're going forward I would say I don't know I mean you correct me all right we're it, it's we're flirting at least we're flirting with that kind of level of big things that are coming for Calvary wouldn't say flirting we're we're beyond we're beyond flirting yeah we're we're dating we're, we're in a relationship dating. we're in relationships <laughs> we're in a courtship right we now. are not engaged yet our parents are talking to see if we should get married <laughs> sorry we, they are hold arranging on. hold yeah. on can i take it there take it there we are we're gonna lose so many listeners for this but i oh, have to let's go we are i'm so proud right now we are in the travis kelsey taylor swift yeah the there tra- we go <laughs> sorry i just had to <laughs> Am I Travis or Taylor? <laughs> Don't answer that. All right. You're so, definitely not Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Travis. Uh, I'm more like Mandy Reid. I like a good cheeseburger. Uh, but, and, but yeah, like this is 
because every year we always want to do a vision Sunday just to like, and I hate the terminology, like update the stockholders. I hate that. That's the worst thing I might have ever heard you say. I've heard people use it that way. That's what they want to do. It like, is. It's, a, it's an update. For... It's an update, not just of where we've been and we want to celebrate how God has moved in this last year. Because again, ministry is a, it's like running on a treadmill. You can fast as you want to go. You can run your little heart out and you get done and you're like, what do I have to show for that? Like it's still in the basement. It's, you know, still... <laughs> it's true. Like I, I honestly think like I used to say this, like, if I could get paid and provide for my family the same amount just to be a janitor, like there's something about accomplished work that mm-hmm. is in us. Like it feels good. Like house is messy, house is clean, you feel a sense of accomplishment. The floor is dirty, you mop the floor, floor is clean, feels good about that. Like in ministry, sometimes you don't have those wins. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> a lot of times you don't have Let's wins say. like that. So it's good to put in a time to really stop look back and recognize because mm-hmm. just as Israel was so stubborn, we are too, we forget where God, what he has done. Yep. And that's why we need those Ebenezer's. And so honestly, Vision Sunday is an Ebenezer moment where we're going to look back at our rocks of remembrance just in the last year mm-hmm. of like, well, okay, what, what has God done? Yep. Because it could be, uh, especially like if I don't get breakfast or a good night's sleep, like I could wake up Vision Sunday and be like, the Lord's not even with me. <laughs> You know, I could act like David in the Psalms, like my tears have comforted me day and night. I'm My bed is a bed of tears and I lay in my sorrow. And they're like, Nick needs a Snickers bar. Okay. You're not yourself when you're hungry. Yeah, I'm not myself when I'm hungry, right? And so it's, so Vision Sunday in part is that we're going to stop, we're going to look back. But then also um, we're going to look forward to, mm-hmm. and that's, we want to look forward more than we would look back because we don't want to only celebrate past wins Mm -hmm. and and how many times does the church get uh caught in that cycle of look what we did look what we did oh remember back in the day those were such good days if you think the good days are behind us then you don't understand the lord jesus and i and i i would go even further let's go go further saying you know where in years past it's been hey we want to celebrate what god did last year as we look forward um (laughs) this year we we want to recognize what the lord did last year and we mm. do want to celebrate that but there is a massive look forward yes massive look forward and celebrating because not mm-hmm. what the staff has done not what in our our mortal bodies what we have done with accolades and training or anything look what the lord has done yeah and what we hope he will continue to do mm-hmm. and what what the ramifications are, what that means yeah. for us. Huge implications, I think. Huge. Huge. Um, and it's all for kingdom impact. It is not about us as Calvary. Mm-hmm. It is, it, at least, well, I guess I would say I'm here. I always want to, it's not about us. It's always about him. That's Every, crazy because you tell the staff all the time, it's the Nick show. When are you guys going to realize it's the Nick show? All right. You're about to hear a bolt of lightning <laughs> come down from heaven. <laughs> Jerron is going to get smited I'm by the almighty smiter. No, no, no. It's, yeah, no, we joke like that. That's one of those, like, at the very beginning of the podcast, joking. Like, we, he said that yesterday, and I said, finally, you finally, you're coming back to the understanding of where I'm wanting to take this church. No, it's always about kingdom impact yeah. and to see what the Lord is going to do, not just in us, 
and we'd never want to stop that. You're like, who would want to stop new growth, but to continue to work through us, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and, and one of the key things like, so when we talk about, and you'll hear it soon, like vision Sunday, you want to be there to hear all this. And there's going to be an opportunity for the body as a whole. Mm-hmm. If you go to cow kids or if you're on your way out the door, a 92 year old that greets at the door during second service, Not he, he's specific. the oldest person we have. Donald P. <laughs> See you around like a donut, baby. I hope you listen. Um, wherever you're at in that spectrum, we this is this is an all in, mm-hmm. and not just a few individuals being all in. And we're not talking financial either. We're talking this is an opportunity for the church to, to buy be, in and be to buy church. in to be all in. And here's the key, because just as like this Vision Sunday, we're going to celebrate things that we've done. So let's let's put it on small scale. Um, and this might sound harsh but it's true. So mm-hmm. let's just call it what it is, right? So w- one of the things that we celebrate is Adventure Week, mm-hmm. right? Say it harsh. Um, I'm prefacing it. If you didn't serve, if you didn't if you didn't prep. Oh, I didn't know where you're going with this. If you didn't pray, mm-hmm. if you didn't give, if if you had no context, no buy-in. No buy-in for Adventure Week. How can you celebrate with us for it? Because you don't understand the cost. And I don't yeah. mean financial. There was that. But you know. There's like, a cost. To every, sweat I mean, equity. How though. many people gave up their nights to serve and to work and to be a part of, to engage in it? Like, so. It, My washing machine was involved that week. Oh, yeah. It Let's was bought go. <laughs> It was bought in. <laughs> but, and that's the thing is like, I, I, I don't want to say it, but it's like, it, if, if you're not in, don't celebrate with us because you can't. Mm. Don't celebrate the thing that you're not involved in. Booyah. Like that, so think, let, let's put it in another context, right? For some reason, they they don't, like when the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl and they had the stage and they brought all the players up and they had the trophy. You know who didn't get asked to be on the stage and to hold the trophy? They didn't ask me. I don't know why. Hmm. Or maybe that was for the players, that was for the coaches. The ones that involved. was the owners, the ones that were involved. The the trainers, the the medical people on the side, the water boys, the players, the co- they're they're all in. Different roles, different responsibilities, different levels, yep. but they are Chiefs Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I and I love that terminology because it we, we are Chiefs Kingdom kingdom in that sense but yeah. the trophy is for them and and they're so gracious to, oh it's for us and we're all a chief's kingdom and it's like okay i see what you're saying because we watched the game so it's part no 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 but that trophy is for them and in the same sense like what what god does in and through us it's for those that are there that are involved and all in and so the call to the church is to god is doing a work mm-hmm. is doing it's not oh we we think he is he is doing a work Get on board, get involved. Well, what's that look like? There's a hundred different ways to be involved. It's not, it's not just time, talent, treasure. It's a hundred different ways, you know? So like I think of Ashley's grandpa, like in the later stages of his life, he was all in, even though he was in a nursing home. He said, as long as I can pray, I know I have purpose. Mm. He was all in. What did he do? He prayed for his family. 
he made us write out a list of all of his kids, all the grandkids, all the great grandkids. And he'd start at the top. He'd work his way down. What do you do when you get to the bottom? Go back to the top. He was all in. Let's go. You know, and so I, I need some of those. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I can't give uh, treasure, I can't give talent, I can't give resources, what can you do? I can give time, I, and that, that time can be spent on my knees in prayer mm-hmm. for God working through Calvary, let's get all in. Mm-hmm. You know, and that might be a treasure, that might be a time, talent issue, it might be time, talent, treasure, what's other T words that we could use right here? Tulips. Tulips, we need tulips for- We're Starting no, a fire ministry in 2024. <laughs> So, so the idea is we want to be all in because we, we want everyone to celebrate what God is doing. Yeah. But if you're not all in, how can you celebrate that then? Yeah. Why? Because then who, what, what is so struggling for the American church? I've been thinking about this and I don't know where to put this. Mm -hmm. Like this is one of those things like when you're asking what keeps you up at night, here it is. I heard this quote and I took it a little bit further. Um, you can't rock the boat if you're rowing the boat. If you're too busy rowing the boat, you can't rock the boat. And I was thinking, so I hear this, and I know the context they're talking about it, so imagine the church, us, we're this boat. And there's some people that are on the boat and they just want to rock the boat. And they have no desire to sit down, grab an oar, and row the boat. And then there's others that, so rocking the boat, I think is one of the worst. So it's like, get off the boat. Like you're making everybody else sick. Quit making issues and, and causing disruptions and being decide, divisive and all that. Like stop, get off the boat. Like, and, but if you're, but if you're busy rowing the boat, yeah, you don't have time to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. But I think the greater thing is, uh, those that are sitting on the boat, they're yeah. not rocking the boat. So I'm not one of those guys, but they're not helping, but they're not helping. Yeah. You're weighing the boat down. Making it harder. Making it harder on those that will pick up an oar. So not only do they have the people rocking the boat, and I said from the very beginning of Calvary, we're going to have issues, but division is not going to be one of those. Yeah. You know, like we're going to, we're going to handle that swiftly. Like God is doing a work. We don't have time for people to sit on the side of the boat and just rock the snot out of it. Just because. Just because. Right. Pick up an oar, row the boat. But those that are just sitting there thinking, oh, I'm involved because I'm in the boat. No, you're not involved. Mm -hmm. You're weighing the boat down. You're part of the problem, not a part of the solution. And so different oars that you can pick up, prayer, uh, involvement in serving, life group, like engage into it's It's an all-in kind of mm-hmm. top initiative for 2024. And and I think the first start is to hear it. Yeah. And and then, and then the question that we're going to be asking is in a prayer unto the Lord is, Lord, how would you want me to be involved? Mm. Yeah, that's the question yep. that we want the kids to the 92 year old to answer. Lord, how would you want me to be involved in this? And see, the question's key. It's not an if. God's never asking if we want to be involved in what he's doing. Yeah. He's always calling us to be involved. We just have to ask. We just have to ask, all right, Lord, where do you want me to be involved? Yep. Not if you want. He wants you to be involved. We want you to be involved. Do you want to be involved? Yep. And where at? So. So get ready. Grab some oars. It'll be exciting. It'll be exciting. We're we're super pumped for it. We're we're really excited. But um, the the need the necessity for time off. So it won't be long. I think we're gonna take December off. Right? Yeah, we'll take December off. So we'll be off. I think four weeks. Yes. And then when we come back, swinging, fresh, refreshed, restored. It's like coming back from vacation. 
Yeah. Like I love doing the breakdown. But you just kind of get in a rhythm where it's like, <laughs> oh, I know that that's going to be five hours of my, yeah. that's my Tuesday, you know, where it's like, hey, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to work on some things. We're going to, like for me, the break is just prayerful about, hey, we're going to keep doing the the breakdown, but what what fresh vision? What yeah. can we change about the breakdown to make it more effective? It's good. So I'm excited. It'll be good. But be bolo. Be on the lookout. Be on the listen. Bolo, that's new. I like that. Come on, guy. Be on the lookout. Be on the listen. Right around the okay. high patrolman. Or just watch shows involving cops. <laughs> so, like well, we're going to hang up the uh, the microphones, the hats, the technology, the whatever Let's whatever go. we do to make this happen. We're just going to turn it off, shut it down. Um, I have, I'm done counting episodes. I think there's like 20-something. We're in the mid to late 20s. Look at us. So... I'm in my mid to late twenties. I we'll love be, that. We'll be. I think we'll be close to thirty by the time season two is done. Uh, me too. I'm. I'm close to thirty. I'm past thirty. <laughs> you, you are not close to thirty. <laughs> thirty came and went for you, buddy. Oh man. So, um, if you would do us a favor, uh, share, rate, review, all, all. Send I, in some questions. It's it's so weird. This is the part of the breakdown that I hate. Okay, well, let's talk about it. The 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 ending yeah. where I'm asking people to share, rate, and review. But if you don't understand the context behind it, then you don't understand the question. Good. Help us understand. Why? So the, the why would our normal listeners want to rate and review it? What what so does the, that do for us? Does the, that is that so you feel good about yourself? Uh, sure, we'll go with that. That's I the mean, only reason. Honestly, there is a small part. Like if you find value in it, rate and review it. Yeah, it, because it lets us know. Like because. We, everything goes through the chopping block. Oh yeah. Outside of preaching the word of God and worshiping Christ, everything's on the table. Like even down to like, do we still want to do coffee and donuts? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Even some of our roles, do we want to have a creative arts pastor? Do we want to have a disciple? You know what? Like, do we want to have a discipleship program? Like all these things are on the chopping block and, and rating and reviewing is in one way that it helps us understand like, Hey, there's value here. It's helping our people. It's good. But what else? could it do for us there mr tech genius uh the other thing is the way that uh, algorithms work um algorithms so <laughs> the, i'm just trying to help us the code. the back end coding of um websites like youtube yeah. or like any Perfect. of those things um the, a lot of our as the the breakdown has grown the organic reach um from people outside of our sphere of influence is exponentially increasing so when you hop onto YouTube and YouTube has those suggested videos based on the 12,000 other videos that you watch, or they just decide, hey, this is a really popular video, yeah. we're going to throw it in. That's how. So if you rate and review it, it is actually, we can use the YouTube and whatever algorithms mm-hmm. to help not get our word out, not to get Calvary's word out. Like we're not trying to platform ourselves, but to if- To do ministry online. There it is. To do online ministry. And so it's like, hey, how can I support my local church? How can I support the reach of the gospel in our online campus? Just rate and review us. Yep. And, and the same thing is just like, you know, we always ask the online, you know, Zena will get on and we'll do the same thing online. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're not looking for a million yep. views across all our platforms. We're looking and Z did this and he did such a good job about Let's this. Let's go Z. So we were walking through our normal like, hey, welcome. We want to connect with you. We're about connection. Yeah. You know, everybody that watch right now is an IP address. We want to, you know, mm-hmm. we want to take that IP address and make it a name because every name has a story and every story matters to God. Amen. That's our little our little thing. Um, and so after that, we just talk about sharing the stream and why we share the stream. And I said, you have no idea how simple, this is my little catchphrase. You have no idea how um 
how a simple click of a mouse or of a screen could impact someone's eternity. So good. I thought that was great. Yeah. Creative, quick, easy. There you go, buddy. That's why Z, you get paid the big bucks. Our middle school director. Let's go. Comes in and, and says, without prompting, asking, yeah. just goes, Brings it. actually, I would challenge you that when you, not if you do it, when you do that, that you don't just share it and let it go. That you would tag someone specifically at why they should join you. Hey, I would love for you to join me this morning or watch later. Yeah. Hey, I would love... You know, I, I love that whatever it is. And I was like, we'll recommend dang. restaurants. We'll recommend movies. We'll recommend anything. But we won't talk about church. Why wouldn't we? This is the thing that's impactful and gives me hope. Why would I recommend it? Yeah. So that's why we always, I know it sounds like we're trying no. to pattern numbers, but that's no. why we always, hey, make sure and rate, review. Like we are, uh, for lack of a better term, and like it if you do, hate it if you don't. It's the reality of the world we live in. Um, we are trying to use the algorithms to to reach more people with the gospel, mm. plain and simple. Yeah, because some people will say that, and and usually the ones that are like, oh, they're just trying to pad their numbers, or they're just about you know trying to see how big they can get. They're the ones rocking a boat. They're not rowing a boat. And if and being very honest, yes, and and very transparent and humble. Yep. Um, the breakdown has reached a level of success that more numbers really aren't going to change that. Yeah. We crossed that threshold a long time ago. Nice. And yeah, would it be nice to say we had oh, 50,000 sure. views? Sure. But that that ceiling, we burst through that ceiling. And long so now ago. it's, yeah, now it's yeah. just a growth, but it's not like, oh my gosh, more yeah. than four people listen to the breakdown today. Because yeah. <laughs> that's all, I, you know, it, you know what I've never heard though is like anybody studying or preaching through the early parts of the book of Acts and they look at Peter and look, man. He was just about the numbers. Look at that. 3,000 people came to the Lord. Like, if you can reach people mm. without increasing a number, let me know how you do that. Please. I would love to know that. Yeah. Like, how do you, you know, so when people are like, well, why do you count attendance on a Sunday morning? Because I only have so many seats. Mm-hmm. And I need to know how many people are coming in. And I need to see, are we trending up? Are we trending down? Because I only, you know, do I need to get ready to launch a fourth service? You know, are we at a point where, you know, God gives and takes away? Or is it is there a stewarding for impact? Do we need to be doing the third service mm-hmm. or do we need to take that away? Like we've always used the for now language because seasons change. And but I mean, Jesus knew that. I mean, we know that the crowds followed him. But how did they know that he fed the 5000? Mm. Oh, that dirty Jesus counting numbers. It's what it's not what it was about. Yeah. Or. You know, he had the masses, then he had the 120, then he had the 12. Like, why'd he stop at 12? Like, he knew he had 12. Then he had the three. And it's like, I, I hate the negative numbers conversation. Now, if you put your hope in it, mm-hmm. that's something different. Yep. But, you know, we're not trying to pad numbers. We're trying to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're trying to disciple people mm-hmm. into a stronger relationship with Jesus. And just a simple rate and review does that for us. Mm-hmm. So, it's good. It was the most Midwest goodbye or ending to a podcast we've ever had. So with that said, check in next week. We're out. Later.